I make social media so easy, it's fun again. Mm -hmm. So easy, you're gonna be excited to manage your social media. And so the same is true about your strategy in that you need to make it so simple, there's no excuses. Mm -hmm. So simple, it's gonna be fun again. Hey babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast today. I am so excited. We have Chris here today, who is an avid golfer, it looks like. Uh, much like myself, you guys know I love golfing, so we'll probably jam out on that a little bit. But Chris, welcome to the show. Tell my audience who you are and what you do. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. My name is Chris Burns. I am a marketing consultant, entrepreneur, but really my passion is around digital marketing. Uh, I've been in the space for a little over 20 years, and currently I own a small marketing company called Lux Level Media. We do a lot of website design, social media, strategy, digital advertising. One of my passions really, though, is is in one-to-one coaching and consulting, specifically around strategy, just because that is one area where you probably get it, but most don't. It is shocking how many people do not have a plan. And oh, by the way, when you have a plan, it is amazing how easy success can become after that. So um, I, I do have some other ventures. I did, speaking of golf, write a book, and it's not 100% golf, but it's called King of the Mental Swing, How to Win at Golf in Life by Thinking Differently. And it's really more of a mindset, attitude, positive thinking book. And um, it, it's just really funny how everything I do in life and in business kind of comes from that book. So. A lot of different ways we could go in this conversation. Oh my gosh, I love that. So have you always been a golfer? Yeah, I grew up in and around golf. It, it had always been a big part of my life. And um, kind of as I, I grew into college, realized that, yeah, that's probably not a path for me. Um, but I had worked in and around golf in different capacities, even though marketing had always been part of my job, even dating back to like college years. I knew I loved golf, but I knew I was never really going to be a golf professional. And I kind of come to this conclusion a long time ago that uh, golf has taught me so much about life, about how to grow up, how to be mature, how to be a man. And um, I mean, life skills, honesty, integrity, perseverance, you name it. And uh, I just was like, you know, that that's I got that from golf or I learned that from golf or, you know, I, the golf course has caused me to, to mature. It's brought me a lot of great opportunities and meeting people. And um, I just wanted to write a book about it. 
That's amazing. That's actually incredible. I did a podcast episode. We actually haven't dropped it yet, but it was actually after I watched the Netflix show uh, Full Swing. And oh, it was, I love that. Oh my God, so good, right? And we, I actually talked about like how much that show was so related to business, even though it actually was mm-hmm. a, a golf show. And it was like on the mindset, on the tenacity, on showing up, on consistency, on perseverance. So if you guys have not checked out uh, Full Swing on Netflix, definitely make sure that you do. But I love that. I love the other thing that you said about so many people don't actually have a plan. I actually just taught, (laughs) I actually just taught a masterclass on Friday about how many people actually had a sales plan. And like, it was literally like crickets when I asked people to raise their hand. So from someone like you, who is so big on strategy and planning, why do you think most people don't have a plan when it comes to entrepreneurship and growing their business? Well, let me tell you something before I answer that question. So I I do a lot of public speaking. And last year I co-founded a marketing summit, an in-person event. And there were 220 people in the room. And I was second on stage. And I asked a question. um, I said, how many people in the room have a strategy or plan, whatever you want to call it? And I'm not kidding. Less than 10 hands went up in the room. It's insane. I just kind of looked, I looked around and I, I wanted people to really take it in. So it was a long pause. If it was 10 seconds, it felt like a minute. And uh, I then said, okay, all right. How many of you who raised your hand actually have it in document format? And then some hands went down. Legitimately three people out of 225 had a document, which by the way, if it's not in document format, you don't have a strategy. So I call BS on that. Yeah, um, it's just in your head, three it's not people. A plan. And we're talking about corporations with hundreds, thousands of people. Uh, and I just kind of looked around and I said, okay, um, how do you hold yourself accountable? How does your boss? Hold you, like, what, what, do you, what do you do if you say, I need five grand to run social ads this year? How, how do you get that money? I'm not giving you money without a plan, without any analytics. I said, what are you tracking? How do you know what works? What are you going to post tomorrow? I, I just go on and on and on and they don't have an answer. No. And when I do, when I have one-to-one like this, I get this. Well, um, you know, I want more downloads and more likes. I'm like, Dude, that, that's not a vision. It's not a no. plan. That no. is a want and a want only. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, I, I don't know. I think that when I grew up around small business and entrepreneurship, I thought you could just wing it. I thought you could just do stuff and figure it out. And I didn't realize until I worked for a social media agency and got more um, really entrenched in in the business world that any major, when I say major, like really big corporation, they have financial plans, they have a five-year plan, they have strategies that they utilize. Mm -hmm. I think if we were to kind of get into some of the BS answers as to why you don't, I know for those who have had a strategy in any capacity, in any role, and they're typically 10, 20, 30 page documents. The idea of that even stresses me out. And so I think there's this burden that we associate with, well, let's look at our strategy. Let's look at our 10 year plan. Well, I wouldn't even bother with a five-year plan. I wouldn't bother with a three-year plan. We don't know what we want to do next year, let alone three years down the road. You need to crystallize that plan for this year. So I think that I'll distill it down to this one thing. It's too stressful. It's too Mm -hmm. burdensome. And it's probably too long, too filled with fluff. So really the only way for a strategy to work and be successful is to have it be a one to three page plan, probably one to two ideally. And so that there's no fluff, there's no BS, you cut all the fat out. So really, these are my goals, my vision, this is what I'm going to do, tactically how I'm going to do it, I'm going to implement, 
and that's it. And so it becomes so easy. There's no excuse not to do it. And that, that's what I do. That's kind of my tagline is I make social media so easy. It's fun again. Mm -hmm. So easy. You're going to be excited to manage your social media. And so the same is true about your strategy in that you need to make it so simple. There's no excuses. Mm -hmm. So simple. It's going to be fun again. Yeah. And that's just it. But the other problem, I'll go one step further. And no, I please do. Go, I love this. Doing this is so that good. is. The first question I ask when I when I get a client, we want to work on this stuff is, what's your vision? Mm -hmm. And I get the same answer, which is uh, <laughs> I was going to say that, like, they have no this. idea. And I call them out right away. I said, you don't have like, oh, well, I want more downloads and I want more sales. And dude, wanting is not the plan that that's not going to get you. You can't want your way to a million dollars. Yeah. So I say I'm sure you didn't want your way to a great golf game. No, well, I mean, I'm I'm working on that. Um, <laughs> but uh, as I tell my son, who's trying out for the freshman golf team, it's like, you know, I, I can only shoot a 40 on nine holes because I've been doing this for years and studying. Yeah. Like, you have no idea how much time I put into it. But back to the strategy is you need to have an answer. And this is where it all starts is 2023 will be a great year because X. Mm -hmm. So. What I say is I've got some personal, I got a personal vision and a professional vision. One of mine long-term is to have a, a second income property, preferably in Florida, because I'm in Wisconsin, that I can take my family to. We can do some vacations. We can also rent it out. Obviously the income property. I want to be able to you know, pay cash for all new appliances, just other things on my list. And that'll be the outcome of doing what I need to in my goals and strategy for my business. So I have some other things there. I, I don't make those public so much, but yeah, I can crystallize and I can tell my wife, hey, this is what my vision is for this year. Yep. These are my goals and objectives. And then here's how I'm implementing it. So I think the vision needs to come first is what do you want this year? And what do you want to achieve both personally and professionally? Because mm -hmm. my professional stuff is what motivates me to be able to provide for my family and, and have those awesome outcomes. And um, that is typically ground zero. What's your vision? Yeah, I love that. And it's funny because I actually then I just taught this master class last Friday on sales plan, business plan and vision. And it was literally like no one really had a sales plan. No one had a business plan and nobody actually had the vision. And it was like, you know, for what I do with with teaching sales, everybody wants to have $100,000 months or $100,000 years or million dollar years. But it's like, no one really has a plan of how to get there. Nobody really has a vision of how they're getting there. And then nobody actually even has the actions of how to get there. So this is such a great conversation. It ties in so well. So I would love for you to even talk about like, how do you also put in the action steps to now get there? So now they have the vision, they have the plan, but now how do we actually stay in action to do these things? Yeah. So to me, a strategy is great. Um, but it's ultimately useless, meaningless, pointless, unless yep. you implement. And I've seen um, some really great strategists and some really great business people create or have someone create a plan for them. And then you come back and it's like, well, what'd you do? Well, I, I got this, I got busy, I got sick or something happened. And that that's all going to happen regardless of who you are. We're all going to have curveballs that life throws. So the big thing for me is, um, I just I stopped putting all this time into creating this massive document and I started focusing more on, OK, here's your plan. It's so simple. You just tack it up next to your monitor. But most important now that we're at this phase is you've got to create time. And that, that's the key here is 
I go back to golf a lot. So my golf example is I have some friends who have a lot more flexibility than I do <laughs> and they can play, you know, Thursday at 10 a.m., Monday at one. And they always ask me like, Chris, is this year we're going to play more? And I say, oh, sadly, I'm getting bogged down by sales calls and clients work and all this other stuff. And I realized that that's important to me just in terms of like self-care and mental health. Like I, I just, I enjoy that. It yeah. fills my cup. So I need to make time because I will never find it. It, it. There's plenty of people in my DMs that want to meet with me and sell me stuff. And so if I allow that, I'll never have time for golf. So yeah. I've said, I'm going to make time, which means other things have to be sacrificed or I just have to make sure I'm not doing stupid shit with my, my schedule. Yeah. And um, so do you say no true. to a lot of things. I'm trying to I'm trying to yeah. get better. I'm not not perfect. I will even oftentimes with these all these inquiries I get in the DMs, I will just tell people no because then they go away. Yeah. Rather than not saying no, they're like, "Oh, check back next month." No, don't check back next no. month. It's, it's a not, no. No, it's a no. That's one less thing I have to think about and worry about. And so, if I'm interested, now I know about you, I'll come back. So, yes, yeah. yeah, saying no is really important, but here's the deal. So, for you entrepreneurs out there that are like, yeah, Chris, you know, I'm not, I'm just not a marketing expert. I'm not a marketing pro. That's okay. Even if you say I suck at this, that's mm -hmm. fine. You can still actually have a good outcome if you do this. And this is the key is you need to not only make time, so block two sessions, if not three on your calendar every single week to batch content. So mm -hmm. one of the sessions will be batching. So you go into Canva, you make 10 posts or five posts, or whatever mm -hmm. it is you can make. Set up some templates in there first so that that'll help you keep those templates for continuity with branding. And then you'll always have something you can modify every week. Okay. Then I want you to have another section of time blocked out for posting. So scheduling out posts, responding to messages, because I don't want you responding to a message every time you get one. That's a distraction. That's not right. effective deep work. And then I want you to have a third one where you can be strategic. You can work on your strategy. You can evolve your strategy. You can work on the list of things you need to do for next week mm -hmm. or the things that you got done this week. Or you can, and this is important for a lot of us, organize our inbox, organize our Dropbox or whatever. Because if you can sit down on Monday morning and you don't have like, oh my God, I'm so unorganized, you can get right to work and get some of that good stuff done. So to me, I'm I'm blocking time and I'm very intentional too. So when I have meetings, people's like, oh, hey, can you meet Thursday morning at nine? I'll look at my calendar. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. That yeah. That is my time blocked for me yeah. to do my own marketing because guess what? If you don't do your own marketing, who's going to do it for you? Yeah. And this sounds negative, but it's not. But nobody is looking out for you but you. I exactly. actually think this is positive. So if you don't take the time to work on and, and establish a personal brand, mm -hmm. no one will do it for you and it won't happen. So stop, stop letting other people take that time. That's so valuable. Mm -hmm. it's, that's where you scale and grow your business. Yeah. I always say like, there's a difference between like working that. in your business versus working like on your business. Right. So even yeah. like myself, like I coach Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to four and my team will say like, Oh, you have availability at 11 or you have availability at 10. It's like, no, I don't. I'm working on my business because I'm working on my client's business from 12 to four, because 12 to four, that's not me working on my marketing. That's not me exactly. working on my inbox. That's not me working on my content. That's me working on supporting my clients. And if I was booked every day, nine to five supporting my clients, then when am I actually working on my business? So I think that that is so key that you said that. 
The other thing that you said that I loved was that you actually time block and you turn off like your notifications. So why is this so crucial in like that world of distractions that we're in all the time? I'm not perfect. And this is the entrepreneurial thing. I can't tell you how many times yesterday I meant to go and print a shipping label. I had to ship out something really important and I must've got up and then sat back down at my desk, whether it be like coffee break, bathroom break, letting the dogs out or something. And each time I got a distraction and it never happened. So after like everybody's gone to bed last night, 10 o'clock, I was like, I forgot something. I forgot to do something today. So I sat down, there were two things I wanted to do just so I could go to bed with that peace of mind. And I was like, this happens even though I'm, I try to get into this deep work phase. And so it's a phone call, it's a text message, it's your spouse, it's your kid, it's your dog, it's the UPS driver, happens to everybody. And so that's why it's so important to have the block. So I make it a point too, to only really check my email a couple times a day. I don't have it up in the background. That is one of the worst things you could do because every time that notification comes, boom, um, when I'm on podcasts, which I do a lot of where I'm recording one for myself, I would go in airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I will oftentimes do that, turn off notifications during the day because mm-hmm. that is the only way I can get things done. Um, I, I do get distracted like anybody else and I don't care how good you are. Yeah. Um, I am most productive when I can get into deep work. Yeah. So it could be a lot of things that you can do. One of the things that people like to do is listen to music. I've actually got into lo-fi beats, which is just kind of background music, background noise or elevator music for, for those of you that don't know. And it allows me to kind of get in the mood without the lyrics distracting me of, of other types of music. Also taking breaks, little breaks throughout the day to throw in a load of laundry if you work from home or you know get up and stretch your legs. I just think it's, that's really important. And then something else that I would say is an answer you wouldn't have expected is I think it's really important to practice self-care mm-hmm. and people might be rolling their eyes listening to this, but. And I also love this you, coming from a man too. We have a lot yeah. of men listeners on the podcast. <clears throat> so you guys listen up. Yeah. So I had a, a health scare, I don't know, seven years ago, a cancer scare. And I say that with a caveat, I did not have radiation or chemo or that. So I didn't have to go through what a lot of people do. But nonetheless, I was sitting there in the hospital by myself. My wife was taking care of the kids at home. And I just realized like, you know, if I died today, what's my legacy? I was like, shit, I have a lot of work to do. I have to start taking better care of myself. And anyways, that's where the the light switch went off. And I realized um, it took me a couple more years to get really, really serious about that. But now I work out every morning and people say, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. I go on my Peloton and 15 minutes is 15 minutes. Yeah. It helps. Or sometimes, you know, like the, the most I can ever get in is, is an hour because I'm not willing to wake up at 4 a.m. And I, I get my work in. And, and then I started prioritizing sleep a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Then I really also started eating better, mm-hmm. uh, cut back on alcohol. I don't drink soda. And let me tell you, this is as a guy, my brain is better for it. I used to have very bad memory. I'm very forgetful, but I realized that that was on me. Like, how can I perform? How can my brain perform well if I'm not taking care of myself? And Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, if you can't take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. you can't take care of your family. You can't bring your best self home, which will impact your marriage. Um, It will impact your friendships. It will impact your business, your business career and how you're accelerating that. So ultimately, if you can take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. um, you will see a big difference in the way you feel, the way you think, how you memorize stuff. 
and you will have this renewed energy. I'm not kidding. Like I, I really think that. But also, I go back to the issue. I'm uh, not the issue, but the time thing with golf is that if if I can do stuff that fills my cup, and some people like to go for walks, they like to yeah. do yoga. You do whatever it is the thing that you enjoy. That's your self care. Getting a massage. I like doing that too. Then by being selfish, mm -hmm. you can then be selfless, yes. but you can't be selfless without taking care of yourself because then you have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing about self-care, um, guy or not guy, male, female, whoever, doesn't matter. You have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people are going to see me as being a fraud. We're like, oh, your strategy. It's like, I, yeah, it's really, it. that to me is, if you're going to start this new transformation with strategy and you want to scale your business, um, simultaneously work on yourself because it success is really hard without it. Yeah, and it, you said it, you show up better as a husband, a partner, a father, a business owner, your clients, everything. So it really does trickle down to everything that you're doing. 100%. Yeah, probably makes you a better golfer too. I think so. <laughs> Yeah. So Chris, for my listeners that are following us right now, where can they find you? What do you have going on? Please tell us all the things. Yeah, I've got a lot going on. I try, to, try to keep it simple. So I have my marketing business, which is luxlevelmedia.com, where we do a lot of website design, social media strategy. Uh, we have a lot of fun with what we do because we love it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, I do some one-to-one -one coaching and strategy work. Uh, you can find me on my website, which is imchrisburns.com. And I do also have a just kind of giveaway for podcasts that I'm on. And if you are interested, if anything I, I said today sounds fun, um, look me up and book a free 15 minute audit with me. And basically I will give you 15 minutes of my time while I audit review your website, social media, no sales pitch, just a, an opportunity to learn a little bit about what you could potentially do better. And then uh, my website also has some digital downloads, like a, a LinkedIn playbook, profile playbook, where you can learn how to optimize your profile. Uh, I'm very active, probably most active on that platform. Uh, love, if, if you're thinking about marketing, don't ever overlook LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And then um, kind of what's, what's newest and maybe more exciting right now is I've got a leadership business called Hustle Leaders Network. And we do have an upcoming webinars. We look to, to grow and, and expand that business and uh, an adjacent podcast called Hustle Nation. We talk to a lot of business leaders, male, female, from all over the world about different subjects from uh, mental health to sales, leadership, coaching, mentoring. And uh, it's a lot, a lot of fun. I love it. So many good things. So I'm going to ask you one last question because you dropped a great nugget. For the entrepreneurs that are listening to here who are putting all their eggs in one basket on Instagram, why is LinkedIn so crucial? Because they don't yeah. listen to me, so maybe they'll listen to you. Yeah. LinkedIn currently, I believe it's the oldest social media platform. It came around before Facebook yeah. and it's owned by Microsoft. So it's very stable. Uh, it's not going anywhere, unlike with all the um, inconsistencies happening with Facebook. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you this. So from a user standpoint, 75% of the users make $75,000 or more. Yeah. So if you're thinking about people who have discretionary income, yep. people who are decision makers, um, that's your audience. They're mostly college educated. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn also knows for the most part, um, I'd say 98% of everybody's job title, industry, geographic area, interests. And so from a targeting standpoint, if you're looking in B2B or you're looking to identify podcasters or coaches or consultants, 
there is no better platform than LinkedIn. I also like it because while all of the influencers and creators are so focused on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, you can be on a platform that is a little less saturated with creators. Now, don't get me wrong, there are millions of people trying to do it too, but it is amazing to me how with the current algorithm being set up, that if you and I are connected Mm -hmm. and you like my post today, Mm -hmm. everybody you're connected with, so long as they're logged in in the next 24 hours, will see that activity. You can't get that anywhere else. So if 10 people liked my post, all of their network will now be exposed potentially to that post And so you have a little bit greater chance of virality as compared to Facebook, which their organic reach right now is about 6%, meaning 6% of your followers will even see your content. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, why are we so focused on organically posting to Instagram and Facebook when so few people see it, engagement is so low, you need to be pumping your time and effort into vertical video, by the way. That is like the number one thing Right now, we could spend a whole hour talking about that. I just hired a video editor, so I'm all about the vertical video right now. So, Chris, this was such a great podcast. It was so great to have you on. You guys, we will put all of his information in the show notes. You know, there's nobody that I don't bring on the show that I don't massively edify. Go over, book a call with him. Grab his book. It sounds incredible. I know I'm going to definitely grab it. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show today, my friend. Thank you for having me. That was fun. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.